share a kitchen with other people that do not eat gluten-free in your household. Can it be done? Hey, this is Celiac Gluten-Free Living with Deb. Welcome to my podcast. I was diagnosed with celiac disease about 16 years ago as an adult, and I went from having no idea what was going on, never even hearing of that disease, to fully adjusted, happy, and healthy. So I want the same for you if you're struggling or if you got diagnosed with celiac disease and you feel like you're the only one, I'm here to, to provide support, tips, and motivation for you to keep going, stay positive so you too can live healthfully and happily gluten-free. So gluten's that protein found in wheat, rye, barley, and you, there's so many other things that a celiac person with celiac has to pay attention to, like cross-contamination and all that stuff, okay? It gets pretty messy, pretty tricky, I should say, tricky, but not impossible. It gets easier with time, I promise. Do me a favor, can you rate the show five stars so other people just like you can find the show easier? Tell me what you like about the show by writing a review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Can you share a kitchen with someone that does not eat gluten-free? Ah, Okay. So first of all, I just want to say everybody has their own style, their own way of doing things. So I'm going to share with you my experience of living with people that are not gluten-free. I'm the only gluten-free person in my household and I have two children and a husband. I don't and I'm the only one that eats gluten-free. So I'm going to share with you my experiences of how I've trained my family and um, have set up my kitchen in ways that I can be safe. All right. It's up to you again to make choices for yourself. There's no right or wrong. Everyone has to make their kitchen the way that works for them. And luckily I have a mindful family that um, is mindful with the products and the utensils and things that they use. Um, so they are careful not to cross-contaminate items with me. So let's talk about the kitchen for a minute. Well, for a few minutes. <laughs> uh, you have to be careful of cross-contamination. So for me personally, if I am using a surface for something that is gluten-y, has gluten in it, I make sure I wash it very good with soap, hot soap and water before I use it for myself. So for instance, for me personally, I use regular dishes, I share dishes with other people because I wash them in between, okay? And um, so I'm mindful of that. I do not use spoons in a dish full of gluten and then just pick it up and put it in another dish that's gluten-free that has not been washed. I'm careful not to do that. Um, I have a cutting board uh, that is not porous, so residue does not get left behind. So I don't really worry about that. I just use my cutting board and wash it. And then um, that's the same one I use for everything I I cut, whether it be gluten-free or gluten. But I do definitely wash it before, if I'm gonna be cooking gluten-free and gluten in my kitchen, I'm gonna use that cutting board, I'm definitely going to be washing it in between. Um, Now it's up to you if you have a more porous type cutting board, like a wood cutting board, it's up to you to make that decision for yourself. Um, So, but it's just, you know, something to think about. Uh, Let's see, toasters. I do not share a toaster with anyone in my house. I have my own toaster. 
Um, in fact, so I have two toasters in my kitchen. I don't have a huge kitchen, so I have two pop-up toasters. Uh, maybe if I had a larger kitchen, I would indulge and have a nice toaster oven, but I don't. And I don't actually personally make toast very much. But um, I definitely have my own toaster. So for a while, I had them both out. I actually labeled mine Deb, gluten-free, you know, don't use. Um, if I want to save space on my counter, I keep my own put away and then take my own out and use it only when I want to use it um, because that way it doesn't take up a lot of space. I don't need it every day and no one's going to accidentally stick their toast in it. All right. But so I definitely have different toasters. Uh, let's see what else. Let's talk about, um, you know, things in the refrigerator. So where it gets tricky is there's spreadables like butters, mayo, things like that you might actually spread on a slice of bread, peanut butter, jelly. So you have to think about what are you going to do with that? Um, for me personally, I, if it's something that I use a lot or my family uses a lot, I will buy two of them and I will label one gluten-free or Deb on it and the other one I won't label. That's my strategy. I always mark my own. Um, so I've taken a Sharpie marker and labeled across the lid. So when people grab it, they see the label, what I wrote on the lid, gluten-free, Deb. Um, also on Amazon, I've ordered gluten-free stickers that I've more recently found where it's really nice to just peel it off and put it on the lid of the mayo jar or the peanut butter jar, the almond butter jar, just put it right on top so other people can see it. Um, another thing I do is when, I, when possible, I'll buy squirt bottles. So if it's mayo, um, I'll buy the two, two different squirt bottles when I can. If it's because it just makes it so much more convenient because who I can share it because, it, you know, I don't usually take a bottle of mayo and smear it on a piece of bread. <laughs> I usually just spray it and then take a knife and then spread it. So if you want to buy one bottle, of mayo and just share it like that without having to label it. Those bottles have been real handy. Same thing with jelly. Sometimes you can buy jelly in a bottle and then you squirt it onto something. And then that way you don't have to buy two. Now, of course you don't have to buy two every time. You might feel like that gets expensive. So you could actually buy one of something and then just put a portion in a container and label it and save it for yourself too. It all depends on how you feel what you want to do, what your style is. Um, but my, that's, that's when I can, I'll buy two or I'll buy a squirt bottle of something and share it. But I definitely have learned to label it. Now, um, if I feel like my family is a little bit forgetful or they might overlook it accidentally, then what I do is I not only label it, but I kind of put it in a separate area where it's not right at the front of the refrigerator or the front of the cupboard where anyone's going to grab it when they're in a hurry. I might have an isolated spot like a drawer in the refrigerator or kind of in the back corner of the cabinet. Um, a little spot where people would really have to kind of think before they get their hands on it. Okay. Um, because mistakes happen. You know, you might grab the wrong thing. So uh, that is uh, that is something that I do that has helped. Um, so, you know, training the people in your life, um, educating them about, um, what gluten does to your body once you consume it. 
and how your body reacts to it. Because even if you don't feel the reaction or see the reaction, oftentimes there's that reaction internally when you consume a bit of gluten in your body and you can't see it. But if you educate the people around you, like your family and your loved ones, um, if they really love you and they really care for you, I would imagine they would do their best to, to not contaminate your food. And like I said, mistakes can happen. And that's, that's just part of the choice of if you're going to have a complete gluten-free kitchen or if you're going to allow other people to have things in there that are, have gluten in them. Okay. So for me, it works better with that because like I said, I'm the only one that eats gluten-free in my household. And, um, I don't really want to force everybody to eat gluten-free. And honestly, sometimes it's not like the cheapest way to live. <laughs> so if no one else has to eat gluten-free, I'm not going to make everybody eat gluten-free. So I'm just very mindful of it. And I've, um, educated my family to be very mindful of it too. And so I've actually had a celiac before I even had kids. So it's something that they've grown up around. So they're very mindful of it. Um, so I've kind of just trained them th from the very beginning. So that has worked out well. My husband um, has always been very mindful as well. I was just lucky in that way. I was eating uh, gluten-free when I met him. And so when we ended up getting married and moving in together, um, I had to train him <laughs> to be mindful and he, you know, he, he has been, so he's never cross, never cross contaminated me. <laughs> if anything, it might've been me. So that's the other thing. <clears throat> when you're in your kitchen, you have to be mindful yourself, especially if you're preparing food for yourself and for others that are not gluten-free. Be very mindful with what you're doing in the kitchen, especially if you're multitasking, all right? Um, you know, have that separate spoon for your pot with gluten-free food in it, and don't use that spoon in the other pot that has gluten in it, okay? So be real mindful in the kitchen. Um, everything else, like I, I don't have, the only thing I have two of, like I said, is that toaster. Everything else I share and I wash. And it, like I said, if it's a porous surface, consider, you know, is that something you want or don't want? I mean, think about it. Um, it's up to you. There's no clear answers. Everybody has a different um, opinion on the matter. So you have to kind of take everything out there, all the facts, and uh, make it work for you the best that you can. But it can be done. And it's kind of crazy at first, you know, trying to share kitchen when you're gluten-free and living with other people that aren't gluten-free. But, you know, you get used to it. Everyone around get around you gets used to it. And <laughs> it is possible. I hope this message resonates with you. I hope it provides you a little hope. I hope the tips help you out a little bit. I hope you have an amazing week. Can you do me a favor? Can you rate the show five stars so other people just like you can find the show faster? Tell me what you like. Light up. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can't even talk. <laughs> Talking too fast. Tell me what you like about the show. <clears throat> I'd really appreciate it. Um, you can do that on iTunes by writing a review. That would be awesome. Have an amazing day. Namaste. Namaste.